This is Joaquin Xavier with the voice party. This is JD Arandia with the voice party. I know he already said voice party, but voice party. This is Phil Spruner with the voice party. No, no, come on. This is Gaspar with the voice party. And this is Gaspar with the voice party. Yuck, yuck, yuck. That's actually the reason that we're all gathered here uh, tonight is we just saw uh, Joker. Is it that Joker or Joker? It's just Joker. It's just Joker. Joker. Alright, first off, the film starts off with Joaquin Phoenix getting jumped. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker reminded me a lot of Gaspar. Did you did you get any of that? I mean, as far as his frame and his his his, his you know, but what I mean by and also his gates, you know, the, no, not really his gate. What kind of his gate? They're deaf, and like you know, Gaspar's kind of skinny, so I got that vibe. You know, the whole uh, attempt at stand-up comedy, that was that was a thing. Attempt. Attempt at stand-up. You know what? I felt personally attacked with, when the mother said, you, don't you need to be funny to do stand-up comedy? That bitch. Little does she know that most comics are not funny outside of stand-up. No, but aside from that, this is a good Joker, a good portrayal of Joker. It, the movie felt comic book-ish as far as the characters look but it didn't feel like a comic book movie. It certainly didn't. It felt like... I mean, this is directed by Todd Phillips, and I believe this is the first film by him that I've ever seen. What else has he done, real quick? What comes to your mind? I've never even heard of this fucking guy. So that's two of us. This is the first film by Todd Phillips that we unknowingly have seen. And I'm I'm a film buff. I'd I'd be really embarrassed if he made some stuff that I loved already. Phil's Phil's Uh Phil's doing his research. He's pulling stuff up. Can I see that? Oh, I'm gonna slap myself if I've seen his movie. No midges were harmed in the making of this movie. Road trip. Road trip. Oh yeah, he did road trip. Yeah. Uh, the Hangover. Oh yeah, I've have heard of this guy. See, I okay. A lot of a lot of comedy, which I can see. In, I can see the comedy aspect in the movie because it revolves all around humor and how. Go ahead. I'll come back to my thought. You know. Um. No wonder I've never. No wonder I, I wasn't familiar with Todd Phillips. Normally, um, uh, uh, looking. Directors get no love. Well, I mean, I I like comedy. It's just that this particular uh, brand of comedy that he's like Phil listed, Starsky and Hutch, and and Road Trip, and 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 those films. Those were not. Those were not films that I saw when they came out. Um, so it's like, no wonder I'm like, this is his first movie. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't, either I didn't, I knew that Road Trip was a thing. I think I'd seen it on TV or whatever, it was just playing in the background or something. It's not but a serious film. It's not something yeah. that's serious, so, so yeah. Right. But I, there are definitely some comedic director, directors that I'm well aware of, and I look out for their work. Uh, none come to mind at the moment, but 
uh like for example ice cube the barbershop movies but then again he's also a famous rapper so he's got that going for um some of spike lee's movies are funny oh um one um, or two maybe back to the whole well back to the movie right um there there i i I heard people saying that the whole um uh, taxi driver aspect that it's like taxi driver and that other film which we couldn't think of the name with robert De Niro. robert de niro and it's a, a scorsese film i think it's all about a failed comedian that uh works hard to get on a late night talk show and uh, he's got like delusions of grandeur it's very much uh inspired inspiration for this movie for joker you know when i was watching the film i can picture like this being the backstory for the Heath Ledger's Joker. I don't did you guys get any of that or does this feel like a totally different to me? I feel like this could be the back the origin story of the Joker from even though the other one was more aggressive, like this could have been the uh the origin story for Heath Ledger's Joker. Um actually one of the things I enjoyed was that um I was able to forget Heath Ledger. Yeah. Um, cuz I you know that was a concern of mine it's like it's inevitable that you're going to compare this uh portrayal yeah to to Heath Ledger um yeah yeah and I'm glad that it didn't uh for for a lot of reasons uh, thematically it was it was different um uh and then Joaquin Phoenix is is really is talented enough to where you you're not thinking of Heath Ledger and you know what I'll say this there's a scene where he stabs a guy in the neck at that point I I know it I know it's a it's a movie but the way he kills him I feel like I was watching one of those narco videos where they decapitate. Mm-hmm. It made me kind of like, uh, because he seems so soft, you know. And then when you kill someone with a gun, it's not the same, obviously. But he seems so, so like, a, he, he's very childlike in the beginning, you know. Oh, my mom, you know, said that I will bring joy to the world, blah, blah, blah. Um, that, like, his innocence started, because inno- he was... He had like a childlike innocence to him in the beginning of the film, mm-hmm. and that slowly started to die based on his. He was literally the, like a product of his environment in, in 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 the in the Gotham City. I don't I don't know how to explain it, but it, it, I'll I'll give you the mic for a second. Well, you know something. Uh, I first off, I, I want to throw this out. Spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't seen this film. Um, but what I thought was in, now you touched on something interesting in regards to his environment, uh, because this film takes a a theme of rich versus poor. It, uh, takes the, the idea that he is a, a very working class person stuck in a society that is just going to dump on him. And he feels, it doesn't quite feel like an everyman story because he's got a little bit more going on than your average guy. But, you know, they say in our our world these days, uh, depression, thanks to social media, is at an all-time high um, because of the way that uh, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, plays with your head. So who knows how many people are out there feeling like Arthur Fleck, right? Um, Who knows how many people are feeling on that aspect the whole social media and it's not even based on this time but I yeah go ahead no I just wanted to add that on it would be a very difficult story to tell if it was set in this era because he'd be very easy to catch 
you know, there's a scene where he shoots some three young business folks in the subway and had somebody had their cell phone on them and, you know, decided to live cast on Instagram. There'd be no mystery as to who the clown and killer was. Or his depression would lead him to be glued to his phone <laughs> and never even become the Joker. I feel attacked. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, was, I feel attacked. <laughs> Phil's over here on his phone scrolling through. You know what I also noticed about the film is that um, now correct me if I'm wrong, but the the color scape in the very beginning and the lighting felt a little muted, yeah. and then near the end when he becomes the Joker, that it gets so bright because I mean the Joker wears such a bright uh, uh, costume in the comics and they brought that to life in this film in the end. Uh, and it's so much more noticeable in comparison with the the first part of the movie. Yeah, I did. I noticed that in the beginning of the movie, it literally felt like the seventies and eighties. And when they added the color, it felt like they they went to modern time. Even though everything still seems eighties ish, but late seventies. Yeah. Oh, it was late seventies. Yeah, I was way off. And another thing that disturbed me about it. Which I don't get stirred by movies easily, but um, that scene where he actually, because it also feels like a movie, like there's only three, like we said, there's only three big names in the movie, Joaquin Phoenix, um, Zazie Beetz, and of course, Robert De Niro, and the mom also, I recognize her from How I Met Your Mother, but blah, 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 other than that, everyone else looks like regular people, and it makes you feel, um, I don't know what the, the term is, but it's just, everything's unknown, you know? There's not a lot of big names. Yeah, I, I was thinking how, like, if this movie had come out um, in, like, 2006, it would have been, like, a very low-budget, or maybe even, like, you know, before Heath Ledger, it would have been, like, very low-budget, very quiet movie, Then we wouldn't have paid as much attention to it as, as, as it's getting now. I think that this movie would have came out before the Heath Ledger um that would be interesting. If this would have came out before Heath Ledger's Joker, I, uh, I think it would have... Nah. I, I think it would have set... Because it, it, it seems linear. Like, this is the beginning of it, and then the other one would have been a con continuation of it. It would have probably been bigger for Heath Ledger's. I don't know. I, I think that the way that this origin for the Joker is presented to conflicts a lot with the way that his origin is presented in Batman, uh, The Dark Knight. And I know what people out there are going to say. He didn't have an origin in The Dark Knight. But here's here's the deal. Um, this man went on national television in this film. And his name was announced on national TV as Arthur Fleck. And people know who Arthur Fleck is. He's even processed... In the mental institution is Arthur Fleck. In The Dark Knight, the idea is that no one knows who he is. He's got no fingerprints because he burned them off. There's no identification in his pockets other than knives and lint. And like the cops in The Dark Knight are presented as being very 
uh, competent. There's no way in the world that they, and none of them would think to look through some records and be like, oh, there was this clown riots back in the 70s, and and the leader of them was this dude named Arthur, Arthur Flay. He set the whole thing off by killing three sub. Could this be our guy? Somebody in that precinct is going to think about that old case and go, maybe it's him. But in, in The Dark Knight, is the way it's presented. It's like he's this enigma, this almost this elemental thing that just comes walking out of the ether to cause chaos in the city. This is different. Very much like the first Michael Myers. There's no, I mean, we had an idea, but we had no, like, there was no backstory to him at all. And it makes it scarier when you have no backstory. This one, sometimes it, they kind of make him, I I felt like they were going to make him an anti-hero. Which, do you consider this guy an anti-hero? Not at all. That's what I liked about this origin story. There was no, let's have sympathy for this motherfucker. He kills his mom. <laughs> that's when that's when, when when you realize that when you see him killing his mom because of all the lies that she, you know, created around his origin, um, and then you see that that girl that his love interest as he beats was never actually there for any of the things that he imagined her on that date. He imagined her on the on the. Uh, in the audience for his comedy show or any what what else the, the hospital scene where she's there with him that's when you realize this motherfucker's crazy yeah um i did see a lot of parallels though with 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 hero, uh superhero movies um like when he's on at the train station and he wants to save that girl who's getting harassed by the three uh wall street guys um which he does end up you know um killing the three wall street guys who 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 are bullying the girl um, and then you also have that kind of like that uh, dual identity thing where you have uh, what's the, what's the character's name? Batman? No, 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 uh, Joker, Joker. Arthur. Oh, yeah. So he's Arthur Fletch. Fleck. Fleck. He's Arthur Fleck, and then he's also the Joker. Um, so there were I did I did notice some parallels, which I, I was very happy to see because um, it wasn't just oh here, here's a bad guy. Like no, there was there was a lot more you know detail to the character. Which, at that point, he still had a lot of his innocence to him. Like, that's before it had completely died off. I think there's a point in the movie where his innocence dies off, which, for me... Well, I'll, I'll let you explain where that you, I'm sure you... I, I think it's debatable exactly when his innocence dies off, because it he the moment that he fires at the first couple of guys in the train station like over on the train that doesn't that 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 doesn't quite feel like his innocence is dead at that point he's wicking out he's freaking out he's probably still scared for his life i think his innocent dies innocence dies when he actually chases the dude like down like out of the subway and the dude's trying to desperately get upstairs and then he just blam right in the back blam 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 like he he didn't he didn't have to kill that guy, but he did it anyway. Uh, uh, to comment, you know, we we're talking about the heinous crime of killing his mom. Um, even that act, like the idea that his his entire life of suffering, you know, this abuse that apparently he had blocked out from his own psyche, was the product of his mom being a completely selfish narcissistic manipulator that someone that you trusted with your life and your safety that kind of betrayal 
Like I, it takes a very and and he was already had a fragile mind. He was suffering from mental illness. Like even someone of sound mind and body might be tempted to uh, to to do what he did. You know, I mean, and you sympathize with some of his crimes. Uh, I, I'll repeat the question for you there. No, oh. no, you repeated. Oh, do I do I sympathize with some of his crimes? I would explain what they are too. Uh, you know, okay, so when he when he shoots the guys on the train station, they were they were whooping his ass, and he probably you know if you have a gun on you and people are sitting there just pounding, is three of them and one of you and they're pounding on you. There's always a chance that one of them will realize you have a gun on your belt, especially if they hit you in the right spot and they're like, oh, he's got a gun on him. So then they're going to try to take that from you and then probably shoot you. So the safest thing he did would have been to shoot them. Um, so I think that the first initial shots that he took were justified. Chasing the other bastard down and shooting him in the back two or three times, that that wasn't self-defense at that point. That was That was cold-blooded murder. And he had no reason to kill that guy. You know what I mean? Clearly, yeah. That's but the first the two... That's when the character... Loses, loses his... Loses. Yep, that's when he started to lose it. Now, his other crimes... Stalking the girl. Harass... Well, it's not really her... They killed her, too. They, made, they didn't show it, but... I mean, they kind of hinted at it. I, I think he killed her. No, well... And then she's like, oh, no. Maybe... I, you know, they left it. They left it open to interpretation. Did he kill her? Did he not? Did he just get up and leave peaceably? You know what? Who knows? You know what? What I I think he did kill her because uh, the scene right after that is him laughing hysterically. He was he has this weird thing where he can't stop laughing. Uh, I, was that whenever he felt pain, or was that? Oh, he laughed no matter what he was feeling. That was his condition. Okay, so he has this weird thing where he's laughing, but which is. Real life condition. Real life condition, by the way. Do you know what it's called? No, I can't remember what it's called. But our producer uh, did some research on the subject, I think, recently. Phil, what's... Do you know what it's called? No. There's a condition. Details? Okay, so there's a scene with his love interest. Well, we... We realize it's not his love interest. He's just been creating the scenarios in his head where he's taking her out. Um... He breaks into her house, and at this point, you think they're lovers, but he comes into her couch, and he does a little shoot-in-the-head thing, hand gesture uh, to her, and it goes from that scene and her looking horrified to him laughing hysterically in his apartment, naked, and the, uh, the police sirens going off. Does that... Th- no? Did you guys catch that? Did yeah. You, yeah. I mean, they do leave it up to interpretation. I think I want to believe he killed her just because it makes it seem crazier because right after that he killed his other two friends or he spared the the little guy. Right. Um, But there is a scene that they're really... Like the scene with the... When he kills um, Robert De Niro's character. Have you guys ever heard of the Christine Chabuck case? Christine. She was a news, uh, news anchor who... Said something of like she was severely depressed. If you look her up, you'll see what she's all about. She was this uh, TV news anchor who, on on live TV, 
uh, she said a joke. I can't remember the joke exactly, but she basically committed suicide on live TV. Remember in the earlier, on the in the before, when he was contemplating what he was gonna do, he was gonna do a joke and then shoot himself in the head. But he ended up killing Robert De Niro. But that's what that reminded me of. I don't know if there was inspiration from that Christine Chabuck case. On uh, you know, but that's that kind of that. That whole story freaks me out. Yeah. Loving brains out. Now, I also wanted to throw this in there just to finish up on the question you had about whether or not I sympathize with the crimes. Killing Robert De Niro was completely out of line. And his character, killing, killing Maury, because Maury was giving him an opportunity to sell himself. He had every, if he was still committed to doing the whole comedian thing and he wasn't nuts, uh, he should have seen that as an opportunity to tell real jokes, quality jokes, and, and get himself over. But instead, he just decides to. Um, <laughs> instead, he just decides to shoot him. Just shoot Robert De Niro point Blake in the head, right? Gone off the deep end at that point. And and if he if he indeed did kill Zazie Beats, that's inexcusable. Hopefully he didn't kill that poor woman. Um, you don't think that Robert De Niro's character was like trying to well was trying to humiliate the Joker? Yeah. I I do think he was trying to humiliate him, and he when he started going, when he seemed obviously that he was crazy, and he kept probing him with those questions, he was just trying to make, like, it's like a modern day, uh, you know, like those people that go and fucking feed homeless and then they record it just to get fucking likes or views. That's what it seemed like to me, and that one I kind of did see it as justifiable, not not like. Not 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 in a human way, but like a very like anarchist way. Not that I would do that, but I just see that as like the perfect thing to do as a character, like a Joker or or a taxi driver, whatever. Um, what's that called? A Clockwork Orange type. You, you know, though, for those guys, like in that mentality, if it that murder fit well for the for the Joker. Oh yeah, no, def- definitely, but it, it, it fit well for the the Joker because the Joker is a heinous, uh, criminally insane person. Yeah. But the question was, do we do we sympathize? I can't sympathize with him killing Robert De Niro for trying to do an entertainment show, and you know, even if it was mocking him, that was still an opportunity for him to put himself out there. That that's just the the um, inability for the Joker's character to see what he could do with the potential chance he's given, right? Even though the intent may not have been to give him a chance, he could have turned that to his advantage. But, but he shot the man instead in cold blood. Now, the other crimes, uh, getting the cops that were ch- chasing after him, getting the crowd to, like, you know, beat the cops half to death. Well, I'm pretty sure he didn't plan for the cops to get beaten half to death. That's more, yeah, that was a lucky situation. Um, showing, choking out Alfred at the gate. I'm assuming that was Alfred that he choked out. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that was, that was great. Um, I, uh, keep your hands to yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. Definitely keep your hands to yourself. Touch the kids. Yep. I mean, really. Yeah, kids attention later on. 
So there's a scene where he goes to um, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Wayne's dad. Thomas Wayne's house and he encounters young Bruce through the fence and he gets him to come to the fence and they meet and he he manhandles young Bruce I mean it was like you know he was like he had his hands on Bruce's cheeks and he was kind of putting a smile on his face the way some people do with kids I mean mostly their kids that was a bit creepy but <laughs> that was very creepy that's when he was uh, is it, that's when he had already gone off so the the character progressively gets worse when he gets his meds cut off he also thought that was his brother he he thought that Bruce Wayne at that point was his brother um actually now that i think about it i was i was actually glad that um what what was the girl's name? His love interest? That's the actress. Okay. Okay, right, right. Zazzy Beats. I was actually glad that, that his 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 experiences with her were fake because um when you know, those scenes were like they're they're meeting and she's like uh smiling at him and was like, Come on, like you can't be that creepy and have some girl that you don't know like be into you. So I was happy <laughs> I mean, you you got someone pregnant. I'm <laughs> it was it wasn't because of my creepiness, but uh, I know it. No, you're not. But um, <laughs> uh, it was because of your mind. Yeah, I, yeah. But I'm a, I'm actually glad that that, that it turned yeah, out that too. that it wasn't real. Yeah. Yeah, no, that because that, then this bitch was fucking crazy too. Mm-hmm. Well, the scene where he he says there's a scene where, um, what was it? Did, did were you following me? Yeah. yeah yes, I was. Like oh thank God I thought you were gonna break uh, th- what, did we, what did she say I thought you were gonna rob rob, rob yeah, the place me, yeah. and I have a gun and like I could do it I could come by later yeah it's like he's like I have a gun I can come by later she's like you're so funny Arthur yeah that that she would have been yeah yeah she would have been like the craziest fucking chick to date also but and go another thing I wanted to mention the Dark Knight seemed like a real is very realistic like everything in that film well, some things are seem non-real mm-hmm. but this one for sure felt like this is just something that could really happen mm-hmm. like i i from what i understand the actor joaquin phoenix hello had done his research on mental illness and wanted to devote as much time to getting it right as he possibly could and that's really what we're watching on screen is a a, uh, f- a film, uh, sort of a, a film realization of a certain set of mental illnesses compounded together in a very troubled man. Um, I gotta ask you guys, as comedians, yourselves, Gaspar and JD, how did you feel watching a fictionalized version of one of your brethren on screen? How do you feel they handled that? Um, I have no sympathy for somebody who bombs and then wants to shoot people. Like, get over yourself. We all bomb. I have bombed and wanted to shoot. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) No, no, no. Like, you you can't, I don't know. I can't sympathize with that. It's like, yeah, that's part of it. You're going to bomb. Everybody bombs. Yeah, after bombing, I think the last thing you want to do is go shoot people. You probably want to go home and cry and not fucking see anyone or let anyone see your face. I get the makeup, but as far as... Nah, and, and you know what? The, the, the other the thing, the other thing I didn't like about this Joker is everything about him doesn't doesn't like. I started thinking about 
every other Batman portrayal that's been out there, I don't see like mastermind. It didn't seem like it just seemed like a crazy person. Like let's go arrest him and that's it. Like I, you know, I, I picture him going against uh, Christian Bale's Batman or Ben Affleck's Batman, and like easy. It's just a, like a simple half hour worth of work, maybe maybe less. I didn't see like insane mastermind, um, you know, level threat as as far as supervillain. Like definitely not supervillain. Like the cops could take care of this. Well. I'd like to point out that this is the film is all about his metamorphosis into what it'll become. And this is his first stage. One doesn't become a criminal mastermind overnight. So this this is the bare bones origin of origins right here. Um Yeah. Didn't like? Yeah, I wanted to talk about didn't like Didn't like you mean like his portrayal? No, just the film in general. Um that's what didn't didn't like let me see not that that it's not that i didn't like i mean of course like you said yeah this is gonna the next if they if they continue uh, would you want there to be a sequel to this i mean would would it be necessary would you i don't think it would be necessary this is enough but i would like to see i would like to see this joaquin this this joker with joaquin phoenix face off of batman that would be so amazing. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker against Batman. As long as it isn't the weird vampire Twilight guy, I'm fine with it. Um, so usually when I watch a movie, it, uh, uh, I can't tell if I like it right away. It usually takes me at least a couple of days, sometimes even... Sometimes even longer. Um, what I did really like was the pacing. Um, I am so glad it was a slow movie, because then when when you st- when when the climax happens, it's much it gives you much a much bigger impact than it would if it was fast paced like like your modern superhero movie. Um, I actually really liked watching Robert De Niro play the character that he did, even though it wasn't completely like um, uh, um, different from his other characters. Uh, He's like, you know, yeah, he's, well, in, in this one, he's trying to be, char- he's, he's sleazy, you know, he, he's not too far from sleazy in his other movies, but he's trying to be charming, you know, he sees, he's the center of attention. Um, well, one thing I wanted to address was that, so movies from like the 2000s and like 2011, 12, you know, that era, you have a lot of like almost glorifying the, the, the man child uh, character with, um, you know, Actors like uh, Will Ferrell or um, Zach Galifianakis. And actually, I saw a lot of Zach Galifianakis in this Joker, uh, a lot of his mannerisms. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. And and in this one, he kind of addresses uh, a lot of the consequences of of being a man-child. You know, like, well, you're probably at home living with your mom. Uh, you probably don't have much of a social life. You 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 don't you don't have a girlfriend. Um, he was he's he's unemployed for a lot of the movie. Um, so not you know not not somebody that you look up to. Whereas when you think of Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis, you you laugh at what they do and you're like, oh, I wish I was that funny. Um, I yeah. That's the part. Yeah. He's a laughable dude. Like you can laugh funny. At at the Joker. Yeah. Before he's the Joker. Right, right, right. Yeah. He, he, 
one thing I do. Oh, yeah. On top of that, one thing uh, I also like the way they 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 made the character, they painted the character up to be. He seems like it'd be a, uh, everything fits in to be like a mass shooter. Like everything that a mass shooter has, yeah. that's what fits his identity. Is you know all that weirdness like in this in this in modern day when it started fucking riot he would start well yeah, the character starts to riot it'd be like a mass shooter like it fits exactly like you got anything else you got any closing remarks? I got something on oh, here. No. oh, who's who's? Okay, so you mentioned things we didn't like, and there are very few things about this movie that I could try to point out that I did not like because it was so good, but I will say there is a minor disappointment. Uh, Alec Baldwin was originally going to play Thomas Wayne. And then during the production, at some point, he pulled out. And, like, some people were like, it was creative differences, or he didn't like the script, or... And I'm just like, I don't know what it is, but, um... And, and even though they didn't really need Alec Baldwin, still would have been nice to see him. Uh, oh, well. You yeah, were going to go back, go back to the original thing we were talking about, about the character, the man-child character. Um, I, I was, I was, I think I was done with that topic. Okay. What I did want to say was, um, I felt that what was left open-ended was whether or not uh, Thomas Wayne was his dad. Because when you look at the actor, uh, some of the f- structure in their face is the same. And then uh, I think that's why they made it believable, though. I don't think it was really his son at all. That's why. I mean, I, I, to me, once he was that little incident at the gate and the bathroom, I think that's when they made it clear, like, no, that's not his dad. But oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah, that they're brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, before I, I get off too much topic, um, I was like looking forward to the scene where the Joker kills uh, Batman's parents. And he doesn't. <laughs> it's it was some copycat, uh, and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't understand why. Um, the only thing I can think of right now, uh, just just a less than two hours after we watched the movie, was that um, the portrayal of this Joker is, is someone who's who's not a, a super villain, who's not perfect, and that's why he didn't kill Batman's parents. Just some copycat did. Um, back to the topic about. Um, uh, mass shooters uh that was actually an issue i had with the movie was that it almost seems to justify uh the joker's anger towards society um and i i, I don't think that that's kind of the answer that society needs like you know to justify that oh if you're angry it's it's okay to become a villain would because it, the the movie does humanize the joker but that's what balances him out with Batman. It does, but per- well, you know that's that's why I think it is perfect because that is his reaction to society. I mean, that's the worst you could have, and Batman's just like the opposite of that. That's why I, I feel there it's important that uh, that's just yeah. Um, it it is it is when you look at it at least for me if I if I look at it without thinking of of kind of what's going on in real life um i don't know maybe maybe i'm i'm being too too kind of extreme with 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 this sort of thing but um it's almost like you want him to be a hero it's not that i want him to be a hero it's that as as a filmmaker you you have this responsibility right 
um, to, to these to these things that are happening in society. And so if 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 one makes a movie that says that uh, society is to is is how do I say it? that it's justified to, to to be violent against against innocent people? There's people watching these movies and thinking, oh, it is okay to 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 use violence against society when things don't go your way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was that was something that again I'll have to wait a couple of days just to say whether or not I like the movie. But that was definitely an issue I had. But I have to be realistic. Um, mainstream Hollywood. Um, isn't always on top of, of these sorts of things. Um, and so I can't, I can't blame, blame them for, 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 t- for the stance they take on, 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 on mass shooting, whether it was intentional or not. I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> Overall, it was a great fucking film. I think it needed to be longer, uh, to be honest. Like it, it, there's certain things that it just feels left out. Like the scenes that really creeped me out was when he was dancing. <laughs> After he killed those people, and then when he was dancing down the stairs, it just—I feel like it's neat. Well, how long was it? Two hours? I feel like it needed to be at least three hours just to, um, just to get more out of him, because it seems like the movie ended right when he became the Joker. I wanted to see more of the Joker, even though it's an origin story. I wanted to see more Joker on the stage. I think Joker is front and center of the entire film. Just because he's not dressed like the monster he'll turn into doesn't mean you didn't get at least some poking shades coming out of the sunlight and into the, the water. Closing thoughts, guys. Closing thoughts. Go see it. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you're a fan of uh, comic book movies, superhero movies, Batman. Um, if you're a fan of... of, of <laughs> of good acting um if if you want a lot of action maybe you might be disappointed um this movie takes its time devel- yeah, developing the character um but i i definitely recommend it well i would definitely recommend going to see this movie um it was fantastic Joaquin's performance, and I'm not talking about my own performance, I'm talking about Joaquin Phoenix's performance, no relation, um, was the bomb, diggity bomb, 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 and you will be missing out if you don't see this movie in theaters, like, see it right now, see it at right after you get done with this podcast, listening to it, go and buy yourself a ticket, do it online. Please comment on the comment section and tell us what you thought of the movie. It was it was definitely a great film. I would recommend it to anyone who's even if you're not a comic book f- fan, this is a good movie. It it's very similar to some I mean, it's a little similar to Taxi Driver, but um it's a it, you don't even have to be a comic book fan to see this movie because it's it touches on stuff that everyday people deal with like mental health and um highly recommend it. Anyways, that's been our first and First and first actual movie review. We're out. I'm Wakeen Xavier. See you next time with the movies. We're signing off. Later. This movie review is brought to you by All Roads. Over at Garage Doors. Get your Garage Door game up today. (laughs) 